Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. WRVA. It is Friday afternoon. We have made it, so congratulations. Self-high fives all the way around. We, we, we've we heard throughout the day from the ABC Radio News folks how marvelous this jobs report. Oh, goodness gracious. It's fantastic. And you've got Joe Biden telling us the, the economy is just cooking on all cylinders, baby. We're, we're, oh, we are so well positioned. And then I thought, well, wait, wait a minute. We've got the far left wingers in the White House and the far left wingers in newsrooms telling us that this jobs report is great. So uh, somewhere else is probably the truth. And I'm happy to say that uh, Dave Brad, who, you know, served as congressman for our area. He was the dean of the business school at uh, Liberty University. He's now the vice provost up at Liberty University. He can dive into this and make sense of some of it. Dave, thanks for being here. Hey, great to be on, Jeff. Thank you very much. I've got to just ask you to jump in, my friend. I've heard all day from Joe Biden and the other assorted Democrats in newsrooms that the economy is great and the jobs report proves it. Uh, What am I missing here? Uh, The truth. And so, yeah, the uh, the economy, the economy, right? Not financial markets, not government spending, not seven trillion dollar budgets. The real economy is a disaster. And uh, on the jobs reports, uh, it's, it's the, you know, statistic on average. Uh, if you report, you know, okay, we over-reported last time, da-da-da-da-da. But unfortunately, that's not the case with the federal government, and especially BLS and the jobs uh, folks who, who report the numbers. They systematically overestimate the good news every single time under this administration. And, and these are not political remarks. These are factual remarks that can all be looked up. And, uh, and all these views are just my own, right? I'm not speaking on behalf of any party or group or anything. And so if you really want to go out and get the weeds, there's about seven or eight uh, problems with the report numbers that came out. They're all captured in charts on zero hedge. Uh, and so you can go into the details there. But roughly speaking, the quality of the jobs are a disaster. Uh, they're always downgraded after these huge positive numbers come up. Uh, but the basic with with the whole how's the economy doing uh, is that the, the Federal Reserve is cooling down the economy, right? Mm-hmm. And, but there's a year and a half lag on monetary policy. But that's kicking in right about now, right? So. The interest rates are up. Your mortgage rates are up. The credit card rates are going up. Uh, but that really doesn't kick in until the financial institutions have to uh, I- engage and buy new debt at those higher levels. That's mm-hmm. just starting to happen right now. Right. So I-, I was wrong a year ago. I would have thought we'd be in a recession by now for sure. And we're not. And so why is that? That's because the fiscal spending is now making up for the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is trying to choke out inflation, 
and I think that's a political move, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way you can have inflation around for the middle class during an election cycle. So they got to choke out the high food inflation that's still with us. Right. So the Fed is cooling things down, trying to low, lower prices for food, et cetera, for political reasons. So who's going to step in and save the day? Well, the Congress stepped in, right? So the, the Republicans at first were going to try to save a little bit of money. Uh, Russ Vogt was going to shave $17 trillion off the $50 trillion debt. Then the Freedom Caucus uh, lowered their expectations and said, we're going to save $4 trillion. And then McCarthy overruled them all and went up to the White House and said, no, we'll just stay at $50 trillion in debt. We're going to have $7 trillion budgets ongoing with $2 trillion in deficit spending. That is stimulative, right? $2 trillion <clears throat> over and above the normal budget in federal spending is the lifeboat. So that's what's keeping us afloat. And so what's the problem with that? Well, go to Robert Gordon, the leading expert on productivity uh, in the world. The U.S. productivity uh, back 50 years ago was 4, 5, 6%. Now it's 1%. Mm. Why does that matter? Because wage rates used to grow at 4, 5, 6%. Now they're growing at 1%. And GDP, income per capita, used to grow under Reagan back at 5, 6%. Now it's growing at 1%. And so that's the real economy. The the Fed had 0% interest rates, hyped up, sugared up the economy. Now the federal government's stepping in. But the federal government's productivity is 0.5, according to Robert Gordon. Right, The private sector right now is 1.5. So what we're doing is just prolonging the pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, The jobs reports, you can sugarcoat them a little bit in the short run. Uh, but eventually, you get a credit crisis coming out of, you know, commercial real estate or something like that. Yeah. And then the cracks are going to appear, and they're going to be very significant. Well, Dave, you know, this, this is one of the uh, the bizarre things. And I remind everybody that uh, Dave Brat is with us. Dave is uh, an economist by training, a former congressman, uh, a former dean of the business school at Liberty University, now the vice provost. But he's here just, you know, talking with his experience and his knowledge Number one, they came out with the jobs report, and they also said, oh, by the way, we're adjusting these other months down by 110000 To me, that's not a right. rounding error. That's, that's right, right. you know. Yep. Um, the other thing, uh, you've inspired me to look around and try and understand some of the stuff coming from the different Federal Reserve banks. So the, the New York Fed yep. says yep. the rate of new credit card delinquencies in the second quarter, Q2 of this year, 7.2%, and the new rate of auto loan delinquencies again q2 is 7.3 percent once again yeah. that sends a little bit of fear into me yeah well it it ought to right we're we're addicted yeah. uh you know the the everyone is assuming right the most dangerous phrase in economics is this time is different <laughs> and actually this time is different because yeah. of what i just got done reviewing the fundamentals yeah. are yeah. all quaking right the foundations are shaking uh, on our economy the government is now seven trillion out of 25 trillion right it's over a third of our entire economy i mean it's over a fourth and it's on its way to a third of our total gdp Uh, and so we have huge issues to face the american consumer is hoping well it you know america always comes through in the end Right. right. The American people are great. 
and they are. If you put capital in the hands of the American people, uh, they're great. But our government now is taking $7 trillion of your money, shoving it through green initiatives uh, mm-hmm. and bureaucracies up in D.C. It's not going into the private sector. And as a result of all of this, over the years, China right now has $100 trillion in capital equipment to work with, whereas America, which is a bigger economy and far richer GDP per capita per person, right. uh, we only have $70 trillion worth of capital to work with. So let that sink in a little bit, right? The, yep. China has a, has a savings investment rate of about 40%. They take off, invest in infrastructure. Uh, that's eventually that'll fade because they're socialist communists and they always fade like Japan did in the nineties. But we're not investing in our people anymore. And it's starting to really show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dave Brandt joining us. So Dave, I I, I know this is not a political thing that you and I are talking about, but, but ultimately we have to decide who it is in DC that, that looks at this and says, okay, I, I think we're right. going to be able to, to lead you out of the morass. But, you know, we yep. voted for my party, your party, and, uh, you know, no offense to them, but, man, I don't know that they're getting it done, are they? No, that's what I, I mean. The, the, the politics is just, you know, hugely volatile right now, and everybody yeah. treats it like it's a personality contest right. instead of a policy contest. And it, it, it's really basically pretty simple. Do you want a bigger federal government after the total disasters mm-hmm. it has unleashed on the American economy and on your First uh, Amendment, you know, freedom of speech issues? Yep. Or do you want a smaller federal government like we used to have uh, where America was the, the world's superpower? That's right. right? And it, you don't need to just take it from me. Go back. To, you know, there's a few liberals left. I think there's four of them. Right. The, <laughs> The, the far left and the Marxists and the radicals in, in Marx, in its most simplistic terms, right? The end of the day in Marx is a revolution is needed. There's no end state that's ever declared, like what happiness looks like. Uh, there, there's no claims of wanting peace, you know, good, solid constitutional government, mm-hmm. freedom for the people, uh, freedom to worship in your own tradition, etc. Uh, right. They the end state for Marx is a revolution. So if that's your end state, what do you do? You create chaos, and you start calling your opponent all sorts of names, et cetera. The Republicans, unfortunately, uh, don't know how to fight that way. They're ill-equipped. They're boring, right? I'm kind of a Presbyterian economist. Right? I used to be boring. But now if you're a Presbyterian economist, I guess it's radical. <laughs> and so that's really – you're right. It's not political. The, the ideas I'm espousing are 200 years old. I, I'll, I'll believe, you know, I, I hope they remain for another 200 years because they brought America yes. and your family to the greatest wealth and freedom imaginable. That's right. And now you have people, RFK Jr., a mm-hmm. very good liberal. Yep. Fantastic liberals, liberals you can have fun with still. Yeah. Tomorrow. And he says, Later I've been today. canceled uh, for the last 18 years, and I've been canceled by the current Democrat president of the United States. Again, these issues are just my own personal. But that's what he's telling you. Yeah. Right? And so if he's telling you I've been canceled and the President of the United States called Big Tech and told them to cancel me, and he's got 20, 25% of the Democratic vote, that's a problem. I don't even need to get into what's going on 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 the Republican-Democrat side. Everybody, I think, is aware of what's going on. Right. And uh, it runs counter to the freedom that Americans are used to, to put it mildly. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's it's funny you mention him because he was uh, he was here on the program uh, about uh, two weeks ago, spent a half hour. Oh, with super, him and, super. You know, really a fascinating guy. I mean, we disagree yeah. on uh, a lot, but boy, it's, yeah. it's if you can cancel inside the Democrat Party a uh, Kennedy, you know, what 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 chance do uh, do the right. rest of us have? Uh, hey, right. Dave, exactly. I want people. Number one, I thank you for agreeing to be with us every other week. But but I want sure. people in the meantime to follow you over on Getter because you got such stuff there. It, it's just it, it's it's wonderful. It's enlightening. It's informative. Good. What what's the what's the best way for them to follow you on Getter? Yeah, just go to uh, Brat Economics, B-R-A-T, Brat Economics on Getter, and uh, uh, the the productivity charts I just mentioned are there, a- along with Federal Reserve charts, right, the yeah. distribution of income. What you'll see is the real economy is flatter than a pancake. The stock market's gone straight up. The rich have gotten rich. Uh, 10% of the American people own 90% of the stocks and retirement accounts. 10%. 90% of stocks. That's from the Federal Reserve data. So if you want to know why RFK and on the Republican side, the populist movement is gaining some ground, it's because the average American uh, can see what's clearly going on here, and they're not happy. And so go check out those charts. Uh, they speak for themselves. Absolutely. Brad Economics right there on Getter. Dave, always appreciate you being here. Have a blessed weekend, my friend. We'll talk soon. Yep. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. God bless. Thank you, Jeff. You're a, you're, you're a great leader. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That is Dave Brad. It is 547. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.